2: Well, big news. President Biden announced today that he will nominate Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit to succeed Justice Stephen Breyer on the Supreme Court. Uh, Now, here he is officially nominating Judge Jackson.
3: It's my honor to introduce to the country a daughter of former public school teachers, a proven consensus builder, an accomplished lawyer, a distinguished jurist, one of the nation's most, on one of the nation's most prestigious courts. My nominee for the United States Supreme Court is Judge Ketanji Jackson.
2: Well, if confirmed, Jackson would become the first black woman to serve on the court. Also, I love this. at 51, she would be the second youngest justice on the current court because Justice Amy Coney Barrett turned 50 in January, and the first justice since Thurgood Marshall with significant experience as a defense lawyer. Not
4: Amy, a Capricorn. I need to look up her birthday. But you know what I love about this? Uh, I was getting some some um, backstory on this this nominee, this judge, mm-hmm. and I love that. You know, in high school, she wanted to go to Harvard, and her counselor told her that she was aiming too high. And do you know that not only did she go to Harvard, but she graduated top of her class. What I also find interesting is that in this courts, like you just mentioned, Shira, Mm -hmm. in the Supreme Court's 233 year history, this is the first black woman that would be appointed, and Judge Jackson has 8.9 years of prior judicial experience. That's more than four of the current justices combined. So she's ready for the job. Thomas, Roberts, Kagan, and Barrett. It's also more than more than four of the last 10 justices had in their confirmations. That is so crazy. Her experience, but you know, typically black folks, we got to be exceptional to get, you know, half
5: as far. Well, the crazy thing is they pulled up um, some of her, like, I don't know if it was an old yearbook, um, but they pulled up some old like material of her when she was younger and she was talking about how she wanted this to be her job. She was very young. And she was saying she wanted to possibly be a lawyer or be appointed. And like that was like this kind of, I mean, she manifested in a really large way. But my concerns are, at this point, I know now that she's been nominated from you know uh, Joe Biden kind of announcing this she has to go meet with Senate uh, the Senators. Senate majority. Yeah and she has to go meet with Democrats and I know there's been Republicans who have said okay we will meet with you but my only thing is when she gets up to the point where they are like doing that the where she's like testifying on trial. And on trial like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cannot imagine all Ooh. the amount of conversations are the questions like oh what are your thoughts about CRT oh, and like it's going to be these race centered yeah. questions that no one else would ever probably get, and I just hope that she... Is, and I'm I'm probably sure she's most definitely. Yeah. You can't get to the she's place where ready. you are that you're not prepared for that. But it's also frustrating because leading up to this process, Republicans have dwindled this whole entire thing as as like an affirmative action but situation. I do right, which is highly insulting. It's I offensive. saw people
4: con- congratulating her and leading with she's so intellectual. Which I mean, you might as well tell me I'm well spoken. Yeah, like, for the I, love of God, and God, God.
5: People, I don't think people understand how coded and that brought, is like a microaggression. Yeah, yeah.
4: But what I love about this, well, what I find interesting to you. Your talking point is that I found out that she's related to Paul Ryan through marriage. Oh, what? Just, what? So I, I saw her husband. Yeah. I wonder how that will affect because they love Paul Ryan. You know, I maybe wanna... that will help. And Lindsey Graham appointed. Do they her... love
5: Prowl Ryan anymore?
4: Well, I don't know. <laughs> that's
5: the thing. I feel like that's kind of. Can't even it.
4: keep up. That's Megan McCain's crush.
5: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, by
4: the way, well, that's. I'll tell you off air about something. But what I also th- find fascinating is that Lindsey Graham appointed her for something in D.C. and like fully endorsed her. But then now he's speaking out against her and under the guise of that whole affirmative action nonsense.
2: What's interesting is that. She actually has no record of rulings, writing speeches on issues which are typically questions like abortion, gun rights, or freedom of religion. So these are things that typically are asked, right?
5: Well, we do have another clip that I think we should play of Judge Brown, where she uh, was giving her speech and talking about. Now, is it
4: Brown or Jackson? Because I know because some people call her Brown. Some people, I, I want to hear her her say it. But go ahead for okay. the sake of your here your we go. Tease. Let's play it.
0: If I am fortunate enough to be confirmed. As the next Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States, I can only hope that my life and career, my love of this country and the Constitution, and my commitment to upholding the rule of law and the sacred principles upon which this great nation was founded will inspire future generations of Americans. Thank you again, Mr. President, for this extraordinary honor.
5: I mean, it was a long time coming. I, I'm so happy that she mm-hmm. is getting this opportunity um, to to really have this sort of, uh, this stage. And I, I really, really, fingers crossed that it, it happens because we need our Supreme Court to start looking like our country. Yeah. And just yeah. because there was one black person on there, there is one black person on there, does that mean Who, he was for us? Because He's, he's not. quite terrible. He is actually the worst. He is quite terrible. <laughs> Shout out to yeah. Anita Hill. Because like he he's
4: terrible. He's
5: really, really bad, but... But um, we'll just keep this, you know, de- going as it develops. Yeah, right? there, there's no date. And I love
4: that she has an ethnic name. <laughs> I love her name. I love that her name is in Susan Williams. <laughs>
5: Come on, Kataji. Is the Supreme
2: Court?
5: I love it. You said I
2: love it. 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 You said, it. "I love it." How about you say it? Say the name no, completely. Can no I date has it? been set for a. Con- oh, I've said the name. I'm not going to say <laughs> it yet. No date has been set yet for a confirmation hearing, right. uh, but uh, Breyer said he intends to step down after the court finishes handling mm-hmm. uh, handing down decisions from his term in late June or July. So we can expect her to be uh, sworn in then, or at why least won't nominated. they rush her like they did Amy Coney Barrett? Oh, right. Or the or what's well, the- they're waiting for him. He needs to retire. To officially step down. Yeah. Katanji oh, Brown okay. Jackson. Early Yaz Queen. There you go. All right, coming yes, up. Yes, Your Honor.
4: That's what it yeah. is.
2: <laughs> yes <Yaz laughs> Honor. Uh what's coming up next, Ryan?
5: Okay so we are of course talking about the Florida don't say gay bill that passed. We have Lambda Legal joining us to break everything down. Okay, so Florida's House of Representatives passed a bill Thursday that would prohibit classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in the state's primary schools. The legislation is titled the Parental Rights in Education Bill, but, of course, dubbed by critics the, quote, don't say gay bill, which sounds like a third grader wrote it, even though a third is probably They're, smart enough to not mm-hmm. even think about They're this. They're trying to be catchy and clever. It's And it's just, like, ridiculous. And it's late. Um, well, now that this has passed, what does this mean? Is this really kind of the domino effect that we're about to see across the country? Luckily, we have um, state... Repre- let's play this clip, actually, before we get into our guest.
2: Yeah, it's uh, State Representative Carlos G. Smith after the Don't Say Gay Bill passed in the Florida House. Thank
5: you.
6: I want to make sure that for those LGBTQ youth in Florida and around the country, and in the world who are watching, I wanna make sure that they know this. You are loved. You are supported. And we will wake up every single day to fight for you because you are worth fighting for.
5: Now joining us for this conversation is Lambda Legal, uh, Carl Charles, the senior attorney at Lambda Legal. Thank you so much for being here. We wish it was on better terms, but we know you all are working. Thank you for being here on the show.
7: Thanks for having us. And uh, we we tend to show up when there's bad news afloat, although sometimes when there's good news. But yes, lately it's mostly been bad.
5: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, let's talk about this. It, It feels like such a moment of we knew Florida State, like they were talking about this happening. The don't say gay bill, you know, had a possibility of passing. But the fact that it has passed, what does this mean at this point? How should we be looking at this?
7: Well, I have to be honest, um, Sharon Ryan. It's pretty bleak. Um, you know, the fact that it has passed the House. It 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 seems. You know, what we're hearing um, on the ground from folks at uh, Equality Florida um, and other grassroots groups is that it's it, it it's going to be tough to stop it from passing in the Senate. And, you know, Governor DeSantis has already flagged, um, that he would be supportive of a bill like this coming across his desk. So, um, let me be clear. That doesn't mean we're not going to fight, uh, and, and lobby and, and talk loudly, you know, shout from the rooftops about why this is wrong and immoral and, uh, you know, the very opposite of, of equality and what we want to be happening in terms of education of our young people across the country, but um, we're we're not particularly optimistic at this point. So.
2: Yeah, that's really sad to hear right now. So, when you're fighting something like this or continuing to get the word out, what is there to do if you feel like ultimately it's going to end up leading to this?
7: Well, I think um, you know, as you all mentioned at the at the top of the segment, we're we're in a, a fight, really across the country for our lives, this legislative session, Uh, all of us, I think, you know, trans people in particular at the forefront of my mind, but we've seen anti-LGBQ bills crop up as well, right? Bills that are not just limited to targeting uh, transgender people and transgender children. Um, And so really, while we will, like I said, we will fight tooth and nail to try to make sure this does not uh, end up on Governor DeSantis's desk, we are already looking ahead to the other fights, right? There are 15 similar bills like this pending in eight states. So really, it's sort of raising the alarm bells. You know, if, if Florida is the place where people first learn about something awful happening like this, it's not the first opportunity they're going to have to get involved. So we need to really Sound the alarm. We need to get people involved and we need to say, hey, unfortunately, this is not a one off thing. This is happening. And and the more Republican uh, legislators and and politicians see that they can use anti LGBTQ bills as, you know, uh, dog whistles to rally their base in an election year. They're going to continue to use us as chess pieces in their gamesmanship To try to secure power and we just can't let that
2: happen yeah
4: if you're just tuning in we're talking to carl charles who's a senior attorney at lambda legal hi carl this is charge and uh my question is you know given that we have this don't say gay bill we've seen reproductive rights under attack and there's even you know rumors floating around about a don't say woke bill that that would be attacking you know i guess critical race theory everybody's trying to be catchy and cute and clever in what ways can we better incentivize the public to, I guess, get aware, stay aware and and really participate in local elections? Because it seems like this is what it boils down to is is a local election thing and who we put in office.
7: It really is. I mean, look, I I am uh, not a political organizer, so I would, you know, to some degree, I would pass the question off a little bit to folks who do this day in and day out. But what I can tell you about uh, what I do know is organized LGBTQ people and communities have been organizing in their own cities and towns for decades. I mean almost for a century, right? And so yeah. this is very much a part of who we are as a community and and some of the biggest hardest-won victories in our community have come about this way, right? We we survived the AIDS epidemic because of individual people coming together, taking care of one another and and really lobbying the fda the CDC and all of the powers that be to pay attention when we were suffering and dying and i'm I'm not trying to equate what's happening right now with with the very real uh, you know uh, like actual deaths that happened in the in the AIDS epidemic, but what I am saying is This is a part of who we are as a community. It's in the very fiber of who we are. And so folks need to think about what is happening where you are, right? I live in Atlanta, Georgia. There's plenty to do here. And I need folks in the Northeast to not think that this is just a problem or the people living in the southeast, yes. the people living in the west, yes. the people living in uh, you know parts of our country in the Midwest, where you know the 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 uh, I've heard things said like, "Well, just move to a different part of the country." Mm. That is not acceptable because the attacks are coming from every angle, and sure the reality is they are intertwined. Right when we're seeing. Uh, limitations on critical race theory, that's a dog whistle for being able to talk about anti-black yeah. racism in the classroom. And you know who's getting the most punished. We know who's getting the most punished when it comes to not saying gay and not talking about race. It's LGBTQ black folks, it's trans Ooh. black people. It's people of color yeah. who are also in the LGBTQ community. And so we can't, we're fooling ourselves. If we think that this is an isolated incident, so uh, you know the the caller's question, uh, or or if they wrote in on social media, it's a it's a it's a really great point, right? Because we have to fight where we are, right? It's not a solution for for. Many people, in fact, for most people, it's not a solution to pick up their entire lives and leave, right? They have familial mm-hmm. and economic reasons yeah. why they want to stay yeah. where their families have spent years, where they've built a community. And Your e- community should be safe.
2: And even right? with Every all of that,
7: community.
5: moving sucks. Okay. <laughs> it's not
2: sustainable. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Uh, exactly, like, moving to exactly. another
5: state. But, but, but Carl Charles, yeah. we could literally talk to you forever. I just want to, we I, yeah. all here want to say thank you so much to Lambda Legal and for you for doing all the work that you're doing, we really appreciate you for for joining the show today,
7: of course. Thank you so much for having us, and uh, we're we're honored to be doing it. So,
2: thank you. Well, next up, a restaurant is being called out for banning tattoos. People are bored. They're bored. <laughs> What's nice. next? Yeah. An Australian restaurant is being called out for banning certain things um, and uh, certain things that someone would wear at their restaurant. Yeah. Okay. And let's discuss this, what you think about this. So the restaurant lounge is called Bedouin Double Bay, Bedouin. Um, And they said they are banning people with visible tattoos. Not just that. They also uh, want you to cover up those tattoos, avoid wearing designer clothing, and avoid wearing heavy jewelry. So can we talk about how this is explicitly anti-black?
4: Like, they might as well say no do rags, right? No Air Force Ones.
5: (laughs) Well, they're saying, like, it's like, so really, they don't want it to be like. Um, Ghettoed up, yeah. I mean, because it's an, <laughs> uh, they, they describe themselves as an upscale Middle Eastern style restaurant. But how are you gonna say no
4: designer clothing? Uh, what? Yeah,
5: like, I don't even know what that means. You know what that means?
4: It means don't have labels everywhere. You know, a lot yeah. of black people yeah. in the
5: South they love the with the MGMs Fendi. and the Fentys. If it's
4: Fendi, you gonna Fendi. know it's Fendi from yeah. head to toe because the the logo, the emblem is all over the place. That's what that means. Or Gucci and no heavy jewelry. What is the, now? What does that mean? Don't come in here with your chains rappers yo yo yoing up the place with your
5: ghetto chains that's all I read when I see But this. I, I, I wonder <laughs> I mean this is very true and I completely agree with you let's play devil, devil's advocate though okay mm-hmm. In restaurants, there are some restaurants that do you think there are some restaurants where you you should there should be requirements of like what, what how you dress and well, what you like? There
2: are some. You, yeah, some don't some. like well, and you I'm don't saying, can't go, go in, in with sneakers? children. Yeah, are
5: those restaurants OK so, to
2: put those rules Here's down? the thing. I, it annoys me the ones that say no hats and sneakers.
5: Because it's literally everything you like to wear.
2: <laughs> I'm like, what if it's a bad hair day? And what if I just didn't That's have just, time? That's all of her like, wardrobe. You know, <laughs> you know, I don't appreciate that. But that also feels like you're now... Discriminating against a certain group of people because sneakers could be like upscale sneakers, like that's well, such an old typ- school thing. But, but
4: typically, if there's no sneakers, there's other coded language in it. I've mm, seen examples true. on the bar door of like it's no true. backwards hats, it's no do rags, no baggy pants, no sneak Like it's typically coded, and you know what? This How story just
5: ban. Never mind, I can't ban
4: this that. story. Actually, reminded me. I don't know if you all remember back in 2018, Ti was boycotting a restaurant in Atlanta. Title: the the restaurant is. Named Houston's, but it's in Atlanta. It's actually really good. Mm-hmm. I, I ate there mm-hmm. in New Orleans. Um, but they got on Ti about a dress code, and he started boycotting them. Like I said, this was back in 2018. Do you remember this story? I
5: mean, I don't remember, I don't remember that story, but I mean, now that with everything that's come out about Ti, I want to, I want him banned from everything. I mean, in fairness, <laughs> <yeah>. yes, <laughs> you yes, yes. Like I want him banned for everything. Yeah, I
4: agree. But I thought that it was, you know, relevant because these types of things still exist. Yeah. And to your point, Ryan, I do like restaurants that do... Like, there's certain... Like, I know restaurants, you know, where they don't really like children there.
5: Yeah. Or, or certain Wait, things. Get children out what about Caitlyn
2: out Jenner with the uh, Beverly Hills Hotel with the ripped jeans?
5: Oh, see... Remember, we recorded about see, that. See, there's a list of she people that I don't r- even want to see out, and she's <laughs> on that list. And, but see, so some, she should be banned from but everywhere. But
4: see, something like ripped jeans does not target a specific demographic, does it not? No, it does because every, everyone has. Hipsters, no, I have those but jeans. But hipsters I'm can be. I'm a hipster, and I have distressed jeans. I just wore them a week ago. Yeah, they are just here. not
2: fashionable anymore, and we're being <gasps> called out.
4: What's not being,
2: what's what? <gasps> ripped, ripped jeans. Oh, I like like thought you that said
4: Char wasn't fashionable anymore. Oh, this is about to turn into. Oh, my goodness. This is really about to turn into Fox and French.
2: Yes, we're back. More music coming up this Friday, right here on Channel Q, and we've got some special guests coming up. Yes, we do. Right? Some friends of ours mm-hmm. and friends of the show. Yeah, post star Haley Sahara, along with Jace Barron, who are producing and directing a new documentary called Beyond Ed Buck, are joining us in ten minutes. Yes. And actually, Sharjah Sells in it. She who sure is. is in studio I, with us. Yes,
4: I am. I am in that documentary. We, and it's
2: out. It's actually it's out on premiere all day. Black.
4: Was
5: yesterday. And stuff, so you want to stream it all black. And is we filmed the my
4: part in July 2020. It was wow. weird to look back.
5: Ooh, was it around my and see me. Um, probably, probably
4: just before your birthday, oh, actually. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was just weird. You know how you look back and see yourself? And I remember where I was mentally. at Because, yeah. you know, wow, 2020 yeah. was a year.
5: And oh, then wow. also, shines like a walking calendar where she can't forget <laughs> anything. I it's, am
2: a walking time
5: capsule. It's like absolutely <laughs> disturbing.
2: Well, it's um, a really well-done documentary about a very intense and important subject, so stick around for that conversation in a moment. We're also going to find out about what... Haley Sarr is doing next now that Pose is done as well yeah
5: cause it clearly she's in her you know producer directing bag and so mm-hmm. clearly she's she's uh not only you know she's trying to be multi-hyphenate which is yeah. really
2: wonderful and i, I appreciate well you got to do that to stay afloat nowadays very rarely <laughs> do you have the privilege
4: of just being, being one thing
2: yeah yeah well let's get into some what's trending this hour right now former secretary of state hillary clinton is praising biden's handling of the, uh, the russian invasion of ukraine here she is on msnbc's morning joe
7: there is no doubt that we were not in a position just a few years ago to rally anybody, and now with uh, President Biden rallying uh, NATO, rallying uh, not only Western Europe and Eastern Europe, but far beyond those borders, to understand the very real threat that Vladimir Putin poses, uh, and then to Mm -hmm. begin imposing sanctions that will ratchet up. uh, And I think that is exactly what he should be doing. So the Mm -hmm. interesting
5: thing here, and there's been a lot of, like, Conflicting conversations, right? Our opinions on this. If Biden is doing enough, um, is he quickly doing it? And uh, the the crazy thing, I I was like watching a lot of stuff and uh, a lot of like news, like MSNBC, and like yeah. I was listening to a couple podcasts about this and their decision. And it's really interesting. Biden made the right decision for our country in the sense of. If we were to have stripped everything super quickly, it would have literally blown back on us yeah. in ways that would not have been good. Unconscionable would, ways. Yeah, we yeah. would have really been in the midst of something that would have actually really hurt us more than it would have hurt them. Yeah. And so doing it in this kind of slow, you know, the tortoise and the hare type of situation. Is yeah. that what we have so much yeah, debt? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and so, and, it's, it's, and so it has Slower. to be like a slow game here versus as, it being immediate.
2: As Twitter says, chess, not checkers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That. I think it's easier to criticize someone when you're on the outside than being in that position. No, but there's I a just, lot of moving pieces, but and and, and for I a good reason to, to hold someone accountable. I mean, these two men have control over uh, the way the rest of the world will be. Right, like the the future for all of us.
4: Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, Morning Joe, this is random, but they just got extended to a fourth hour.
5: I said, oh, what is that? Morning a- Joe did. Yeah, what in the Hoda and Jenna
2: wow. is going on? I don't
5: really like them. Me neither. There's something about them. I know they're like married, right? Yeah, that's
2: interesting. It's gross. <laughs> okay, <laughs> finally. <laughs>
5: something very purge-like about them. <laughs> like they literally ready to. They weren't married the at choking. the beginning. They ended up getting married. Sounds like I don't know the people that just got fired from CNN oh. for me. <laughs>
2: Well, uh, finally, uh, the European Union announced today that Russian President Putin and Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov will be included on its second round of sanctions, according to the Latvian and French governments. Also, um, as Russian troops reach Kiev, President Zelensky posted a handheld video to social media showing him next to the presidential palace in the heart of the Ukrainian capital, capital surrounded by members of his cabinet, saying, We're all here he, and we are defending our independence our country. What's fascinating about 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 him is that he was an actor, he was a comedian, and then got elected as president, and now he's stuck in the midst of all of this. Did you know that? Yeah. No, I
4: didn't, but I did go to school with some Zelensky's. Uh, But now, are we ready for the T Report? Yeah, let's get into it. So Amanda Thebines, yes, the Nickelodeon icon herself, and she, she did a few movies. She did a few movies before she went away, but uh, she just took a huge step on the path to personal freedom because she officially filed to pull the plug on her conservatorship.
5: That's exciting.
4: Do you think it's a coincidence that she did it in the name of, you know, like in the same vein or Britney around Spears. the time of, of
5: Britney Jean? I think yeah. it's. I think it's a, a, a smart decision to do while all this conversations about this are yeah. happening. And she's been. She's been one of those where she. If Felt like like, uh, back in the two early 2000s, the judges were throwing out conservatorships like it was hard candy during Halloween. Oh. So, I don't, you know, I don't <laughs> know. I, I feel well, like at this point, if she's ready, I hope that means hopefully. she's really ready to... to- have our life back in this way.
4: I should mention Amanda was first placed in a conservatorship back in 2013 following a string of bizarre episodes including, do y'all remember this, when she soaked her dog in gasoline. Animal abuse. No, I don't
2: remember Soaked her dog in gasoline
4: while setting a neighbor's driveway on fire. I remember this. And do you remember what she said she wanted Drake to do to her nether regions? Uh, Yeah. I I agreed with that one. I was like, you know, I see you, sis. But so she's had some struggles with mental health. And so she was committed temporarily to a psychiatric facility. And once released, she has been, you know, well, once she was released, she was being cared for by her parents. But now she's ready to break free. I'm excited to see what she does next. And I should mention that for the most part, she's been out of the spotlight pursuing other interests besides acting. She's dabbled in rap music. Remember when she had the cheek piercings like Black China? She dabbled in rap music. Music and she also I should mention she got a degree from the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. Okay. So it seems yeah. like she's on the right path. And do you follow? Do
5: either one of you all follow her on photo. Instagram? That's what I said I need uh, to see recent
4: photos. I don't know because she's
2: twirling around in her bra and panties. I, yeah, I saw I don't that know. article though, and she. Do, it's really strange to imagine these younger stars. You remember them and what they're like now. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, they say there's a child
4: star curse that somehow Raven Simone and really? Hilary Duff managed to to dodge. Everybody else seems to be touched. If you're yeah. Disney or Nickelodeon, it doesn't matter. Thank
2: God we weren't ho- uh, young stars, child stars. right? I, I wanted to be.
4: Be. Oh, yeah. too, I to be. Me too, me
2: too. Me too, me too. But that's the T-Report for this hour. Okay, coming up next, post-star Haley Starr joins us alongside Jace Barron. They have a new documentary out called Beyond Ed Bach. More on that next.
5: Now, Beyond Ed Buck is a new documentary that details the tragic deaths of Jamel Moore and Timothy Dean, who died at the hands of a wealthy white gay Democratic donor, Ed Buck. Here is a little bit of that trailer.
6: Who is Ed Buck? Two gay black men died at his home. A violent, dangerous sexual predator. He was very involved with the Democratic Party. Ed Buck was hiding in plain sight. We
5: are allowing people in power to pay for our lives.
6: Black trans people
4: don't feel safe.
5: This is what oppression looks like. We need to understand the why, the root cause. All right. Well, the film asked the important question, when will black, queer and trans lives matter? Joining us for this important conversation are the co-directors and executive producers, uh, Haley Sahar from Pose and Jace Barron. Welcome to Let's Go There,
3: y'all.
8: Thank you. Thank you for having us.
3: Thank you so much. How are you guys doing?
5: No, we're, you know, we're doing great. We're mm-hmm. very um, happy uh, that you're here to join us to talk about such an important story. I think we should start off, though, from the beginning. Why this story now? What drew you both to this story?
3: Yeah, well, initially, the conversation I was just here uh, that was brought to my attention with Jamel, uh, then something with Jamel happened. And a lot of people in the community that I'm a part of kind of came to me uh, with you know, concern and also an opportunity to shed light on their lives. And, you know, I'm not an attorney, I'm not a politician, but I you know I am a director and a producer. So that was my uh, initial thought just with the contribution. And then as the time went on, you know, Haley jumped on, joined on board as a producer and a director and really opened up the gateway. And, you know, she shed a lot of light on different topics as well.
2: Yeah, and, and Haley, uh, this is Shira. Why was it so important for you to uh, join forces on this and also uh, share your own perspective on everything?
8: Yes, uh, well, first off, um, I you know want to say thank you to Jace who presented the original idea to me. Uh, once he said that it was beyond Ed Buck, I began to think about what are some of those beyond moments. And one of those things that was really imperative that we include where trans voices, gender nonconforming voices, because as we've seen throughout history, the lower you are on the totem pole in the spectrum of the LGBTQ umbrella, the worse you're treated. And so I knew that we had to include the subject matter of trans and gender nonconforming people to really dissect. Aside from that, I personally knew Jamil. Uh, we came up in the uh, Los Angeles ballroom culture together. I knew Jamil, um, and I also had a friend of mine who I won't mention who was also a client of Ed Bucks, who's no longer with us today, who is deceased now. Um, And he shared some insight moments of his experiences with Ed Bucks. So it's like Jay said, there's a community of people that are crying out for help and healing. And we're not attorneys, but we are producers. And it's always been important to me to use my platform, my success with Pose and all of the other things that I have going on for good. And so I'm always looking for projects to expand um the creativity and just giving out that message to the world of inclusion and equality and
3: justice
4: if you're just now tuning in we are talking with jace barron and haley sahar who are executive producers and creators of beyond at buck streaming on all black right now hi hey jace and haley it's char um, <laughs> I want to know what did you all learn? What did both of you all learn when you were done? I know that this documentary took about 5 years I believe to to construct. I am featured in it. Woo-woo. Mm-hmm. But what is something that you all as creators walked away from this uh learning about yourselves or about, you know, these stories?
8: Well, for me, I it's something I don't know if I would say I learned, but it was more of an impact moment to know that let's say everything coming full circle, um, me striving to be seen and recognized on a show like Pose and everything else I'm doing, but then knowing that I have the power now to produce something and actually get it um, get attention for it and, and, and get people to pay attention because of that and um, using that for good and spending that. And also um, I just appreciated the willingness of every person that was involved down to interviews, to sound guys, to everything. I just really appreciated everyone's contribution to the project. Um, and so what I got from it was just the satisfaction that I'm doing something beyond myself, and um, we're doing something as a team uh, for the betterment of our community, and that in itself was rewarding for me.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And just to, like, circle back on one thing that Haley said is that the willingness, and you know, from the interviews, from behind the scenes, and, you know, there's, it was a very diverse, you know, we had straight people, we had gay people, we had, you know, white people, black people, Hispanic people, and everyone was so touched by the story. So this really is a project for everybody. I know the focus is, you know, heavily on black and queer and um, trans people. But when you, you see, you know, people who are, you know, a white man who is straight, you know, and they're just as willing and invested and they see parallels with their own personal lives with these stories, that just really, you know, opens up you know, or I that we're all one, you know, race of people and we're all go through things and it, it just means that we all have to step, step up with each other and are up for each other as well. And if we do it together, anything it happen.
5: Well, we're super uh, happy that you are able to join us to talk about Ed Buck. Of course, we're going to keep this conversation going for everyone that is uh, listened to this conversation and heard this. I mean, just this amazing piece of work. It is so great. We all got to see it here in the studio. Mm-hmm. Beyond Ed Buck is streaming on All Black now. Mm-hmm. But coming up next, let's uh, catch up with uh, you know with our faves for a little bit. Haley, we cannot have you here and not talk about some entertainment stuff. Are
9: you ready? Let's get.
6: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
9: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
5: okay so we are back with uh, the uh, co-producers uh well co-executive producers and co-directors Haley sahar and jace Barron. welcome back to let's go there Thank you. (laughs) I love that pause being like, who's going to say hey first? Oh, my God. But, no, yeah. if you are just now joining us, we talked about their amazing new documentary on All Black called Beyond Ed Buck. But now we want to kind of just catch up with Haley, of course, and Jace Haley. Let's talk Pose, because Pose, the chapter has ended, um, but there's, it's still, it still feels like it was such a bittersweet moment, right, um, with that chapter ending. How did you feel about the that chapter closing and then obviously seeing the success of MJ Rodriguez, um, getting, you know, such a historical moment? What are your thoughts about everything? How are you feeling?
8: Well, I'm feeling great. Uh, first, I'll start with MJ, my sister. I'm, I'm extremely happy and uh, excited for all of MJ's um, success and everything that will come. She is truly a dear hearted person um, and she's a really great friend of mine. Um, You know, someone I could actually call one of my best friends. So I'm really happy for MJ. So I definitely want to start with that. Um, How I feel about the show. um, Of course, when we got the original news that the show was coming to an end, it was a, a, a bittersweet moment for me because it was different to be in a space full of, people like myself to see four additional leading ladies, trans women of color, and being able to have those um, familiarities and connections. Um, it was such a unique experience. And so I didn't want it to end, but I also understood the um, the narrative of just the position that I was in. And it was time to close that chapter and move on to other things. Um, my goal has always been to do what I'm doing now, which is to produce and to tell Stories, great stories, um, and so it, it was just that nudge to say, "Hey, you've done this, you've done your job, you've done your due diligence. It's time to now do something else." And so, um, I've always had things in the works, things in the fire, and um, that's what I'm doing now. I, I am uh, producing. Um, Ed Buck is one of the projects that I'm extremely excited about. Beyond Ed Buck, and I also have a, a, a few other things in the fire. I'm a uh, Working on my music, which I announced. Yes. Oh yes. Um, yeah, so oh yes. We're in pre-production right now for my music uh, video. Uh, we had to take a different, a few different turns because of COVID, and you know, I was originally going to to release it during that time, but then COVID happened, so we rerouted. Um, and I'm just living for day. like
5: all of the Post stars having like lot. an album and like yes. music dropping. Isn't it's it, right? one of my favorite yeah. things. There should have been a musical episode of Pose. I'm just putting it out there.
2: I think there was.
5: But even more but in, in a way like, like pray to. everyone, I needed everyone to be a part yeah,
2: of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Haley, is there are there any stories that you definitely want to tell right now? Yes, yes. So I'm actually um, there.
8: We're still in pre-production for the Sir Lady Java project, which is going to be huge. And um, it's such an iconic moment, you know, as anyone, for those that don't know and the listeners know, Sir Lady Java is the very first woman of color, openly trans woman, to be sponsored and respected in Hollywood, landing covers of Jet Magazine in the 1960s, open as herself and, you know, open for acts like Red Fox and James Brown and Lena Horne. And so um, to be immersed in culture and to tell her story, not only uh, being cast as her, but also exec- li- executively producing the project, along with Anthony Hemingway, who's an award-winning uh, producer. Um, that's that's one of my main projects that I'm really excited about. And like I said, we're still in pre-production um, with that project, but it's, it's going to be huge, and it's so vital and necessary for our community to know our history, mm-hmm. um, because we don't know our history. We don't know the greatness that we come from. And when you know where you come from, you have something to stand on. I know that's right.
4: I know that's right. If you're just now tuning in, we're listening. Well, we're actually talking, excuse me, to Haley Shahar and Jace Barron, executive producers and directors of Beyond Ed Buck, which is now streaming on the All Black Network. Now, Haley, now you just said the the uh, stories that you want to tell. Is there anything that you can't do? I know this is a shallow question, but... <laughs> Good you're doing, question. you're doing Good the, question. I mean, Jim. she's doing the music. We know she's an actress. She can dance. You know, like... I mean,
5: she's beautiful.
4: Right. She's gorgeous. She got a few glamour shots in the documentary. I was like, okay, well, damn, okay, hair and makeup. <laughs> is there anything you
7: can't do?
8: <laughs> well, I think anybody can do anything they want to do if they put their mind towards it. You know, I, I think... And, and I know uh, those that that uh, identify under the umbrella of LGBTQ plus. I know there's some some familiarity when I say, when you have feel like you have had nothing and you've had to work so hard for everything, there's something that grows inside of you where you feel like you can do anything. So um, I'm, not, I'm not being pompous or cocky in any way. I really have a strong sense of self. And um, I believe that everyone has that though. It's not just me. I think everyone has that if they channel into that frequency and that vibration
2: yes some good motivation
4: oh yes oh yes i love to hear it especially given all that's going on with texas and florida right now
5: i appreciate (laughs) that yeah well jason haley we we really really appreciate y'all for stopping by let's go there um because what you're doing the work you're putting out there it means something it's so important and honestly i'm inspired by you both daily and i know we all are here in the studio so thank you thank you thank you and thank you again
2: Oh, Thank thanks you. for having
5: us. Of course. Now, what's coming up?
2: What spy apps are secretly spying on you? And could you have downloaded Ooh. one of them? That's next. Have you just given up on privacy? There are more and more apps <laughs> that gonna, are, like, are like, have monitoring. Have you just given up?
5: Your... Was a week like this? Yes, I have. Have you given sure. up on
2: life? <laughs> so, stalkerware is a term for apps that monitor your device's activity. And actually, you could be downloading apps you don't even realize are doing this. For instance, there's a calculator app um, that this New York Times reporter who uh, talked about this, um, it's called Flash Keylogger in the Google uh, Play Store. It looked like the calculator app, but was actually spyware recording my every keystroke. What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this
4: is this, this is kind of weird to me because I mean our devices come with a calculator, so why would you feel the need to download an app for it?
5: Yeah. Well, you, you got to talk to my mom yeah, about that because it. she'll go and exactly. she'll literally not. I feel like it's older people that this <laughs> targets because like you don't know where certain things are. You're just like type in calculator and, and it pops before up. You yeah, you in the app.
7: Yeah, store, you would, download
9: exactly. <laughs> like, literally, this literally. is wild.
2: PC Magazine uh, talked about the study where 10% 10 of people, of 2,000 participants, let me add, they admitted to using an app to monitor an ex or current partner's text messages, phone calls, and other communications. No. I mean, at that point... This is
4: as bad as, like, the AirTag, you know, thing that's going on now. Like, y'all need to let stuff go. This is why therapy is so important. Why would you be so concerned with monitoring something like this? I mean, I I know everyone has their reason, but good Lord...
2: Yeah, I mean, the, we, we all know there's this thing that pops up when you, a notification when you download an app. What? Track, track you while using this device. Tr- or or only can we track allow you or after? Using, I do the allow, well it says,
4: Uh,
2: uh, I think the the
4: app. Yeah, only allow when the app is open, and I make sure that I, you know, when you bring the the screen out and you whoop, you swipe up to close out. That's what I do. But part of me kind of does, just kind of like whatever to privacy because it's I could be in here talking to you all about flip flops right now, and Instagram's going to show me. And that's the thing, we won't
5: really be able to kind of control it it, it, because unless you're going in and reading the fine print on those like (laughs) you know, terms and agreements and all that stuff. You people are just that's not a a regular part of our lives. And so for me, it's one of those things where like, I understand if someone is like trying to keep secret, like, like files or photos, like if they got a whole bunch of news (laughs) and they got a, they got an app that locks it away Uh and it like keeps it locked and Like, you know, um, Because people do hack. Like, I've seen, like, I feel like a, a large amount of people getting hacked on social media in ways
4: where yep. I'm like,
2: how are you getting hacked? Like, what is going so on So here? here's the interesting well, part.
4: Everybody needs a, an external we, drive. Yeah. Don't put stuff on the apps. Get we, you an well, external. We,
2: we talk about now. With Even like, though I'm okay if my news ever get leaked.
4: Own it. And I'm not.
2: I don't even like so even
5: though I, mine are good. You know, hey, I'm, exactly. I'm that's, why, that's why I'm okay with that. Like, I'm like, my nudes are fine. When fire. you're
2: 80, would you regret that? You'd be like, look at my no. body. Oh, uh, what in the Titanic is going on? <laughs> I wish I had those <laughs> sides. Here's the thing about this. Like, we talk about, we're talking about hacking happening on apps as we see uh with social media. So why are people bringing up like hacking is something new on, you know, crypto and NFTs? I mean, hacking well, has been happening forever in well, every major platform. Well, well,
5: let me let me reel that back in and bring it on down because Hacking, when it comes to crypto, because it's such a wild, wild west and no one has, there's no regulation, there's nope. no rules, people are willing By to the do way, anything. way, there wasn't
2: regulation until recently for social media. Remember, that's why Facebook's yeah, talking to Congress. But it's just, it's different. I'm not, paying,
5: it I'm not paying to be on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. So it's different when it comes to cryptocurrency and you find, you look on the news and you're seeing that whatever OpenSea is is getting, like, hacked and people are like, how does it happen? That's a dangerous thing. And
4: who do you report it yeah. to? Because I can tell you right now, J.P. Morgan Chase wouldn't give a
5: flying <laughs> if my account got hacked. You
4: also, are
2: nervous about well, no? That? There's insurance. Good, good there's, morning, there's America. There's insurance for um, those companies. But you weren't nervous about that when that happened, like that news dropped. And you're I like, checked. I I'm checked in- my accounts to see what happened. I, I feel like there there is that is the issue with the evolution of this industry like there will have to be some sort of insurance of some sort that hasn't yet happened for what well, imaginary thing insurance not is imaginary, an imaginary thing. Thing. good morning america ran it's... a story
4: on three women who were scammed in a in a tender swindler like way through yeah. the nft stuff it was quite interesting mm-hmm. what i will say is as a girl that's on dating apps as a girl who's as a woman who's interested in men who's on dating apps men always tell me that they come across like quote unquote scammers that's what they call them but it's really just sex work like oh this hot girl you want to take her on a date and she's like actually that'll be 250 per hour
2: but no that's just a a good hustle on the flip side as a woman who's looking for
4: men on dating apps every man is pumping the whole crypto nf and want to show me how to do it want to show me how to do it well that's just
2: bro culture Okay, but you are getting, a man
5: that's trying to steal everything you have. You're not getting
2: access to my account on the first
5: date. Exactly.
4: Oh well, yeah, that's
2: if someone's trying to do that. That is a red flag. They're thirsty about it. Let me show you. Let me show you. Well, coming up next, while the GOP are proposing anti-LGBTQ legislation, they're also looking to ban discrimination against a certain group of people. We'll tell you next.
1: If your day sounds like we need to report ASAP, you deserve Madela. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame.
4: two
1: more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the market of fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois. We get
6: it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.
2: It's Friday. Cher Giselle is here in the studio with us as always on Fridays. Oh yes, oh yes. It's Friday. It's Friday. Oh, okay. On Friday. Oh, more music coming up on Channel Q. (laughs) Not that music. Um, and
5: don't say Rebecca (laughs) Black. She may have had a rocky start, but Rebecca Black is
2: that girl now. I love Rebecca Black. Wait, should
4: I know who that is?
2: Rebecca Black it's Friday. It's The Friday. meme, Friday meme? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's Rebecca also in the Black. community. Wow. Yeah. wow. Anyway, wow. Uh, we've got Char Says So coming up in 15 minutes. Yeah, we do. What do you have to say?
4: You got to wait and see. <laughs>
2: Girl, that's the whole point. <laughs> Plus, uh, one drag star says that he and his partner are never recognized as being a couple. We're going to go in-depth on that. Also later this hour. First, let's get into some what's trending this hour. Are you ready for some hypocrisy? Representative Madison Cawthorn is demanding that political affiliation be made a protected class. Under federal civil rights law, even though he is opposed to adding sexual orientation and gender identity being added as protected categories. Here he is in this uh, video manifesto.
6: Mm. To prevent further leftist abuse of our right to free speech, we will make sure that Americans' political affiliation is protected. Gone are the days where Americans have to choose between their values or their job.
4: Okay, now protect that the mean? GOP. Is that like when Kim didn't want to give the, the gay folks the marriage license? Is is that what he's talking Remember that one lady in Arkansas? You know
5: what? <laughs> Here's the fun thing. If they want to be oppressed... <laughs> how about we just let them be able, like, they want I, so I, desperately I, I, to be oppressed I would love oppressed. to create a world where they are feeling really oppressed and I'm not the oppressed one right. well, th- it would be beautiful them talking let's about oppression
4: spots. is like gaslighting 101 yes of oh, course, course. So
5: how, dare, how dare you of course how dare, uh, you? how dare you but honestly let's swap spots let's do <laughs> it <laughs> let's
4: trade oh let's do it for a second
2: <laughs> create a, the VR version The you put the Oculus no I don't need VR I need real.
5: Right. I don't need it <laughs> virtual <laughs> I need it to actually that's <laughs> Seriously, you can make, make it up in your brain.
4: Right, now, it's on. an imagination. Right. <laughs> we get it, sure. You don't want to lose your spot.
5: We get it.
2: <laughs> oh, my Lordy. Oh, that's
6: so funny.
2: Uh, now, studies have shown that one tea could triple your risk of certain cancers. This is for all the tea drinkers out there. Shar. I'm looking at yes,
4: you. Yes, I got my tea right here, but it's Meyer lemon tea. But I do know the tea that they're talking about, and I literally have to call my sister and say, girl, put it down, put it down. You should text her immediately. This seems like an important thing. Well, she's moving right now, but stick around for that. That's the tea. No pun intended.
2: Several studies have looked at the risk between various cancers and yerba mate tea. It's the tea that's made from leaves and twigs of this plant that I'm not going to pronounce right now. The leaves are dried over a fire before being dipped in hot water to make the beverage. Actually, I was introduced to this when I was in uh, Chile and then also uh, in Peru. Also, they drink a lot of this. Um, and I thought it was amazing. It has a lot of caffeine. Yes, that's how I was Do introduced to it. you feel it? Yeah. yeah. It
4: has more caffeine oh, wow. than coffee, right? Like a traditional cup of coffee.
2: Yeah. I was
4: introduced it's... to it this past summer uh, at an at, during a photo shoot for an ad campaign that I did. The CEO of the business was there. And I literally have a picture in my phone of her holding the can because I said, girl, what's mm-hmm. that? And she was like, yerba mate. And then I went in and tried one. Oh, I wow. liked it. But yeah, one of my well, sisters loves it. it was
2: for uh the sheep herders when they would like get no sleep and st- be overnight. They would in the fields they would just have the yerba mate and of course we had to capitalize on it and bring it to the masses. But uh, see, that's what makes me wonder. Is it
4: yerba mate that's like in the can that yeah, I see I at the know grocery store I feel like or that is it the one, pure
2: pure where that, I'm burning leaves? That's well, if you could say the yerba mate canned is like they probably did that. So But it
4: probably goes through a process yeah. And, Yes. You know, come on, America. It goes through a process. It
2: does have a range of health benefits, including boosting your immune system. However, according to the Journal of Cancer Epidemiology, biomarker and prevention, they said excessive consumption of the beverage could up your risk of cancer. Once again, excessive, right? So you Mm -hmm. having one a day, not sure that is going to do that. But that's the note on uh, that, that latest study. Uh, But coming up, we've got some news of... Another Russian threat. This is getting a bit crazy. That's next hour. First, let's get into some tea. What's going on?
5: Sounds like a day that ends with why. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, despite Kanye West's assertions, Pete Davidson did not deactivate his latest Instagram account because of the ra- rapper cyberbullying. Now, this is according to a source close to Saturday Night Live. They said Pete deleted his IG because immediately after his first post, he started receiving a flood of messages, both positive and negative, reminding him why he didn't want to be on social media to begin well, with. But
5: also, what were you expecting? You got uh, like, I, I don't know how much in the 24-hour speech. Was but when I looked, it was like it went from like sixty thousand to like five hundred thousand to a million, like super quick. Really, it was like in twenty four hours, it was incredible because people were shocked to see him on. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's well, not
4: Well, they also state that Pete is in the middle of several big film projects oh. and he wants to stay very focused on his work and the positive things that are happening in his life. So I totally yeah. understand, you know, getting rid of the Instagram. It's not that big of a deal. He's Pete Davidson. He can get all those followers back. Those pictures will, will be there. He's may not be looked at as a regular Joe Schmo. Like I couldn't delete my Instagram. I could delete the app off my phone so I don't have to pay attention yeah. to it, but my account will probably stay up and maybe turn off comments if the but block It is sad
5: that Kanye is creating this type of Toxic atmosphere where like it it, Pete would have already gotten that kind of stuff, but it was amplified because Kanye has been awful. Like Kanye made a post about like oh tell your mom that you know I I changed your name to this all like this name that he's like he's branded Uh, him as. I forgot what what is it called. I don't think we can say it because it's like it's like a word. Um, Uh, Okay, but it's like but Kanye, if Pete would have made a joke about Donda, you would have been upset. So please (laughs) relax. This is why
2: Kim broke up with you. But this also.
5: And it's pushing her further into the arms
4: of Pete. Like, what are you doing? She just, there was something about Kim in the courts today. Like, she's urging the judge to let Kanye know that there's no chance in hell in this lifetime or the next that that marriage will be rekindled. But, you know, this also brings up the argument of, you know, people going through mental things. Where does accountability still factor into that? Or Are you just showing that? Like, different things affect people different ways. But that's the T-Report for this hour. Well, you
2: have Char Says So next. So what are you saying?
4: Well, we're going to be talking about this never-ending debate that just happened to bubble up again on social media about journalism versus blogging. Mm -hmm. Well, on Sunday, this past Sunday, February 20th, it was reported by the Associated Press that Queen Elizabeth II tested positive for Mm COVID-19 and was exhibiting mild, cold-like symptoms. Now, her diagnosis prompted her team to cancel upcoming virtual events. However... However, y'all, gossip blog Hollywood Unlocked posted a quote unquote exclusive headline that read Queen Elizabeth dead. Well, On an accompanying Instagram. Oh. Uh,
5: Saying like <laughs> exclusive.
4: Definitely. Uh, like, to so all of them. Which is
2: awful. That's a whole
4: other so thing. So it wasn't,
2: it was a tweet, it was a blog post? Yeah, it was, it, was like a, a, it, was it was an Instagram, you know, like a oh, shade like, room. So that's like type you of put thing. that together. Here's you the photoshopped graphic. it.
4: Well, yeah. Here's the graphic. That's oh. what they posted. And it says
5: exclusive, the queen. That's a, oh. you know, and yep. it's, it's just weird that that how that happened anyway. so
4: since then yeah. you know Jason Lee if you were on Twitter on Monday on Sunday and Monday you saw that he Jason Lee I should mention is the you know the CEO the, CEO, the HBIC and, and the face of yes and the face of Hollywood Unlocked he was literally tripling down like my sources are correct mm-hmm. y'all are wrong people are literally like you need to delete that before you get a call from the from the royal palace or what have you well it turns out Jason Lee was indeed incorrect and what happened as a result <laughs> (laughs) Of this is that it sparred or it resparked a conversation that has been going on since forever. And it's a conversation that I'm so tired of about journalists versus bloggers. But I saw a tweet from someone named Ivy Annie or eye rather, and what I wanted to talk to you all about is the questions that she poses in this tweet. So she says, how can we get the general public to be more media literate, discerning of information and mediums of information, and familiar with ways to gauge accuracy or information? Because that's what I'm interested in, in doing beyond these particular cases or this particular trending topic. And so I thought it was fascinating because even as someone who went to J school, who majored in journalism, who has a degree in journalism... There are some times that I have gotten caught up. It's been very rare, and it's been at a small scale with yeah, just, like, yeah. rumor alert in Hollywood so and stuff. So,
5: this is interesting. But how
4: does the everyday person stay
5: on their toes? I remember this kind of conversation coming up around when Kobe passed. Mm. And there was an interesting dialogue happening around people with, like, blue check marks and saying, Oh, yeah, like, someone huh? included me in an article about I mean, it. You couldn't react in a certain way, or if you shared something, even though it was, like, your personal thoughts and you're not necessarily, like a journalist in that way. People are like, well, if you have a blue check mark, you have to make sure you are, you know, quoting sources and making Aww. sure you're not the first to do all these things. And I'm just like, it happened to me in a sense of like, someone was like, Ryan, don't like retweet that or don't say like, don't, you know, you know, tweet something that you're feeling in the moment because you have to in this highly attached news moment. You are a blue check mark, so your tweets are going ahead of, you know, a, a lot of included. other people. Yeah, and so I, I didn't really think about it in that way because I, at that time, I didn't consider myself a journalist. I was like, I'm more of a talk. Head. I'm a media mm-hmm. personality. Like, I just give my opinion on things, right? That's what I was doing in the moment. An opinion host. Right. And now um I feel like that's shifted and changed, especially when we're seeing like so many things happen from even Regina uh G- Regina Hall. Yes. Yeah. Regina Hall no, Regina King. King. There King. we go. Regina King um and her son, and there was a huge thing with B. Scott and, and how they kind of went out with breaking that news. It's like people don't really respect blogs in the ways that they do, like Journal, yeah. like quote unquote, legacy journalism, well, what, yeah, what I, that's true. It, which is problematic. What
4: I do want to say really quickly before you jump in, Shira, in in the vein of legacy journalism, in, in the midst of the Kobe thing, if you remember, Matt Gutman, I rem, I think his name is, he's a correspondent for ABC News. He was suspended yeah. because he reported. You know X, Y, and Z. So if ABC News, if an entity like that is prone to stepping in the in the dog mess, yeah, yeah, yeah. then that means anyone can. But yes, speaking of that, I did have I was included in an article that someone wrote up about how I was undeserving of a blue check mark because I asked a question. Because at the time they said uh, Rick Fox was also a helicopter. It was a lot of certain things
5: going on, which I get. And so I don't know. It can be a very complicated situation, especially now because it's like who 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 is deserving of getting this kind of journalism title and then also,
2: you know Well there's new I think journalism, there is the tradition of journalism, the etiquette, right? The standards, right? We need morality to, clauses. Uh, uh, to be working by. I mean I do think if you have a check mark and you're sharing information, whether you have a check mark or not, like you should be aware of what you're sharing and the credibility of that information I think if we start yeah. looking at ourselves as um like anyone is following us if people fo- not just follow news organizations but people it's kind of like the word of mouth like the rumor mill gossip like if back in the day how news would get spread in your town it would be like one person would share it with another person mm-hmm. and so I think if we look at our, each of our uh, of us as um, an important part of that communication we could start Hold, you know holding each other accountable but, more so but so but that said i think that um, news organizations play into it but then also like I do think people follow influential people and we shouldn't just be sharing anything we need to it's just this is these are the new world new rules kind of we need to be looking at the things we're sharing would, not just the stories you're talking about but we look at Ukraine now right there's so many it, when moments like this happen mm-hmm. there's so many fake videos and pictures that are, are sh- D- shared all, I mean, from all on TikToks from
5: years ago from other things yeah and, have, and you're and, like yeah. and so
2: you have to just watch and make sure and do your, your due diligence because one person, while you might not think you have a lot of influence, the algorithm somehow puts you up there. Now thousands of people are retweeting you That's true. and you're getting but, reported but on. I could see
4: how the everyday person. Uh, would get kind of tripped up because oh, as yeah. you yeah, I give them grace and space. Speaking, more so, I was yeah. thinking about an entity like Fox News, which is literally opinion-based shows most yeah, of the times with I, Bill O'Reilly, Tucker Carlson. The but you hear the name Fox News, yeah. you would think, or even influential people like the Marjorie Taylor Greene and things like yeah. that, who are who are tweeting things about trans people that aren't rooted in fact. They're rooted in her own fear and her opinion, Which is why but she's tweeting them as but fact. But that's
2: why platforms and people are, were calling them out saying this isn't real and fact-checking those people. But uh, here's
5: the thing. I think that's what's interesting, right? So we saw from people, it, it was really interesting seeing like the backlash going back to like the whole like lovebescott.com type of situation where people really were like, it was specifically black people were really hard on this, this platform Doing really what their job is. What did they do to report? So they po- the- they posted exclusive, saying they were like exclusive. Regina King's husband, I mean son, uh, son has has committed you know committed suicide. suicide. Yeah. And it was like it was the work, the framing around it. It happened so quickly. It's a very sensitive topic. It was a sensitive topic, and you
4: have to factor in. There's also a specific recipe. Regina King is beloved in the black community. We literally watched her grow up from two two seven to the Oscar winner. She but they is. were also doing a job. And on top of that, B Scott is queer. I think that had something yeah. to do with it as well, because if Bossip would have dropped it, if the sh- well, the shave would have caught the heat as well. But if Bossip would have dropped it, or the
2: Jasmine brand, I don't think it would have been as vitriolic it was, as it yeah, was. Yeah, when it's an p- individual that owns a brand, yeah. you get dragged as an individual, versus if you're part of a publisher well, or a network, it's a bit different. People go, oh, that's your job. Well, what was interesting is how,
5: we saw, how I saw people and interpreted people putting more emphasis on, oh, well, this black blog isn't as legitimate as like an LA that's Times. true. It's like, and no, that is that is rooted yeah. in white supremacy. And that's and a, a problem. Problem. And journalists
2: were doing it. Like well, journalists were. Here's doing the it. thing: is I, like having been in a situation where I have been quote unquote <gasps> save it. I want you to tell that story. Um, we're gonna we're
5: gonna keep this conversation I, going. Uh,
2: how I w- I was canceled? Yeah, because we want to hear your t- story because of a tweet. It's actually a really that's good story. Nice.
4: All right. All right. We are back. And if you're just now tuning in, Ryan, Shira and myself, this is Shar, You know what day it is. It's Friday.
8: Uh, (laughs) We
4: were were discussing, we were having kind of a heated talk about bloggers versus journalism. And this is in the name of Jason Lee. Look up Jason Lee in Hollywood Unlocked and you'll see what we're talking about. The whole Queen Elizabeth story. So because we're pressed for time, I want to jump in and toss it to Shira. You were about to share something with us.
2: Okay, so yeah, I was part of a situation where. Uh, say their name! Yeah, where uh, it was a huge professional trauma. Uh, I just started my company, What's Trending, with CBS News, and Steve Jobs at the time was sick. And there was a call that came into the newsroom while I was in a meeting. I happened to be. It, you know when you say timing? You know, divine time. Yes, 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 yes. I happened to, like, someone in the meeting was like, please get your laptop now to send that email. I was like, no, I don't want to get it now. I'll get it later. Well, I went out to get it then. There's a call into the newsroom. Steve Jobs died. So everyone's freaking out, looking it up. I'm running back into the meeting. I tell the editor, this is not an intern. This is my editor of my site and handled my social.
9: Okay. I go,
2: Steve Jobs died. Get it out, figure it out, tweet it out. Thinking... This person would bet it. bet it, and then if it was true, obviously make sure the editorial happened. Well, we all go into the <laughs> yes. Listen, to this we all go into the meeting because we had a process of how we did these things typically, right? Yeah, we go, all right, we go into the meeting, and we're all looking this up. Well, it's not happening. It's not true. So we we're moving on. Well, she comes in, Shira. I don't think it's true. We're all looking it up. I go, okay, yeah, moving on. But I already tweeted it. I go, what did you tweet? Steve Jobs died. More updates soon. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm with CBS oh, News at the time and like then of course mess. it was like literally when I say when like a nightmare yeah my editor in chief comes in who the F posted this well she told me to post it I go I told you to like do your job basically if it was real like not fact check it don't because, like just post
4: it like the, look into it the editor of your site I'm assuming went to J School and is a journalist
2: uh, and she was under one of CBS News own employees oh, wow. and under
5: that's embarrassing so
2: and anyway, Damn. she continued working for them. I'm the I ended got, up because it said what's Cheryl yep. Lazar. I got the press. I got the one. Said, <laughs> like I'm the one who tweeted that. Chap. I'm like if I'd and so then. They go delete it, delete it. So I go. I'm not making any decisions at this point. What do you want? So I go to my editor in chief. What do you want us to post? And then that post even got. What did they say? Know, Get out. No. It so was, if you ever um,
5: wonder why she'll be on the uh, on the show stuttering all the time, fact checkers real ob-dee, time. Ob-dee, ob-dee. It's because uh, yeah, of I'm the trauma sure. no, I, I, of this moment. I am
2: tr- I am That's traumatized real. to make sure. I mean, for good reason. You don't want to say the wrong thing. You don't want to say you second chance.
4: So many people are discarded after something like that.
2: Oh well. I mean there's many ver- yes, I, there's many versions of that that you could say like I'll be on the the second chance being like you're on air, your
5: company still on air I, I don't know
2: if they knew the the whole I, story I, when I they hired you, me. I
4: saw you at Glendale <laughs> when I was pumping gas <laughs> You know, you were on the TV yeah, so screen when I was That was my gas.
5: own company, my hustle. But optics, but that's still second chances, Shira. That's I appreciate
2: a... it. At the time... No, it, oh, I'm not giving uh, you a compliment. No, I'm telling no. you facts. At the time, it took me a while. Listen, it, it, no. What it took, type of show am I on here today? It took me a while. See, that was a, a very dark time for me. Yeah. And it took me yeah, a bit because everyone... Yeah, didn't want to work with me, blah, blah, blah. Did
4: people, everybody turned their backs on you? Mm -hmm. I was with a talent
2: agency, everyone. I mean, you were on a flight when you found out you got fired. Oh, yeah. I was like, I started crying on the flight. It was very. Did Gail
4: King call you herself and tell you? Yeah, wasn't with them at that time.
2: Gail King wasn't there. Oh, this, this is, is old pre- school. Ga-
4: oh, yeah, because Gail's been there for like
2: fifteen. But years hey, you now. know the people that made the decision are all fired because I of, think like, I was in sexual high school this abuse happened. or something. Or no, like uh, okay, right. abusive. I was. I, w- I was
5: literally in high
2: school. You know, when a this
4: what year was this?
2: Uh, Two thousand and eleven. Yeah. Oh, I had just graduated undergrad. (laughs) At any rate. But Ryan uh, was in high school. But thank you for sharing that story. What it did teach me is, one, I, yeah, make sure, like, I see the flags, one, if, like, employees of mine are either misspelling or saying, like... Not including the right thing, yeah, I'm on their sources, yeah. booties behinds, like to tell them to do you know do it right. Secondly, it's better to be late with the right story yep. than an exclusive. No, yeah. and that, the you're wrong doing, and here's the thing. Wrong. I'm with so happy you said
5: that because a lot of times and what our news, running news after has been even now because of blogs and the quickness of social media. Everybody wants to be first, and that's why you get this big the big mess that goes on with being first, yeah. and then you're wrong. And that's exactly. not to say that
4: mistakes can't be made. In journalism, oh, but when sure. you are playing with someone's life, you need that's to make different. sure that it's accurate. Yeah. You need to, and and you know what it raised a red flag for me. I was I was like, dang, TMZ ain't even reported on Queen Elizabeth dying yet. Yeah, and the fact that he double tripled down, it was it was fascinating to watch unfold in real time. And that's secondhand why, unfortunately,
2: people don't trust bloggers and people like that, yeah. like because of moments like this. It doesn't help the cause for startups, right? Because not one, not a lot of us can work at the APs or the CBS is either we're not getting those jobs or they're you know it's just not happening yeah. but we, there are legitimate people still around or starting their own companies but yet who don't ha- get respect yeah because it's looked
4: at exactly yeah, yeah. so
2: uh, i wonder
4: how this will affect if at all because you know hollywood unlocked has an exclusive deal with fox soul uh, so i want matter. and fox soul is affiliated with fox of course so i wonder how that's going to it's, if at all
5: no it's not gonna matter Yeah, because at this point, next week is going to be a totally different story. No one's going to care about it. In fairness, in today's news cycle, everything
4: comes and it goes. Because we're not not even talking about, you know, all of the sex tapes that came out two weeks ago. At this point, they've come and gone. Which
5: ones? Who's sex tapes?
4: Remember Nelly? Remember there was
5: like all of the... (laughs) See, you forgot about it already. Well, because sex tapes, in all honesty, sex tapes don't seem newsworthy anymore. They're just like something I just want to see and look.
2: And, and al- then I'm yeah, moving
5: on. But
4: see, that's, also, that also is with respect to today's news yeah, cycle. That's yeah, that's
2: true. And, and these days, That used to be
4: salacious. Well,
2: once someone uh, learns the lesson and someone is the example, it becomes like, oh, I guess this is just this, these things happen. It's more about how you react to it and respond to it that yeah, matters. That's because true. once again, things will happen. Nothing, no one's perfect. But it's like, how are you going to handle it?
4: That's what I always remember. And I've told Ryan this pre-pre Whoopi Goldberg flub on the View at the top of this month. Whoopi said years ago, when you're behind a mic. Your day will come when you step in the mess. Yeah. It just, it comes with the territory. It does
5: come with, the territory. with gotta, the territory. You just gotta own it and deal with it when it happens. But that is, we got more show coming up. Thank you, Char, Char Says So. We always love your moment. Oh, yes.
4: Thank you. We love
5: what you say. Now, coming up next, we are talking about a woman that is driving everyone crazy in the office. And is it Shira? How about you just guess? <laughs> Oh my God! There is a woman in someone's office that is driving them nuts, and I honestly feel like I wrote this one day (laughs) um, when (laughs) when she was stealing food, or stealing somebody's food in the (laughs) the kitchen.
4: She almost took my spoon. She did. I'm telling you.
5: (laughs) But she did good today because she texted someone for coffee. So I'm learning. We love you, Shira. No, but this 64-year-old man basically wrote in and said, Hi, I'm a 64-year-old man, and I have been with my current employer for nine years. Due to life setbacks, I can't retire yet. I've been in my industry for 15 years, so I'm knowledgeable and competent. I despise workplace drama, but I work with a group of women... Who have a lot of turmoil in their <laughs> lives, which spills over into the workplace. Their yep. daily conduct is catty juvenile, and with their disregard for proper business, uh, um, modicum. modicum yeah. Do I uh, tough it out or look for something hopefully better? He is a raging misogynist.
2: Well, he's an older guy, also. Let's and be clear. clear. Are
5: you are you are you like saying it's okay that he's a raging misogynist just because he's 64? Yeah,
2: so, here's the thing:
5: gross
4: I'm <laughs> oh, sometimes some
2: women and or, or people in general, and like I'm like stop. Stop gossiping. Stop doing this. Like, there are immature people around. What
4: I think is what is missing from this is what exactly are these women doing? What drama is spilling into the workplace? I, I need to know what his industry is and what they're doing because this is too vague to be complaining and run to the Internet complaining about. Well, at least about. he didn't tell uh,
2: their business.
4: <laughs> but I need to know circumstance before I judge. But
5: here's the thing. I You know, I do think there is a, a interesting conversation here about when you work with a group of people who don't know how to uh, keep their personal lives outside of the work that they're you know that they're doing because it can be distracting it can be uh, a problem when you're like no one's focusing on work because everyone's just too busy click clack, clacking been there before about you know personal <laughs> and stuff and it's just like okay how are we getting the work done we're here for a job we're being paid i get it but then also like
2: it just seems like he hates women it feels like also a bit of a generational thing. Yeah, it does. to be honest, like it, it really does. Well, women
4: should be seen, not heard. <laughs> no,
2: I just don't think guys care to be around sometimes, and this is an umbrella statement. Like a bunch of ladies, ja- like jabbing it up, like and because men don't have nothing going on
5: with themselves. Well, you
4: know, there's an old adage that says men. A lot of men don't like women. They only like. We're on the radio, right? They're only, they only—they only like what, what women can offer in oh, the bedroom. Okay. They actually do not like women at yeah. all. As a matter of fact, if they could detach that bedroom aspect and I guess stick it to their golfing buddy, they'd be in paradise because mm. that's who they're—that's who they're most intimate with, most vulnerable with. Yeah. They do not like women.
2: But here's the thing: it could get it's just sometimes. A running theory. I mean, I mean yeah. look at the treatment points. I mean, uh, uh, there's a, something to be said around like it could get very, including a certain generation like clicky depending on what industry you're in where people could get in the clicks of the workplace and he might feel a bit left out of the the click like, he's if just you like, wanna, if
4: you want to come around come the around hot work, topics table yeah, pull up a chair Fred
5: stop, Be stop, Jerry O'Connell and come on and talk about the Bravo Housewives
4: Fred come <laughs> on and pull up that chair now there's another quick one that I want to get to because we're looking at this post from the New York uh, Post and it says I run a small medical office and I recently r- hired an assistant who asked for a raise only after one month <laughs> I gave her one because listen it's hard out here to find good help a month later she asked for another raise saying she isn't earning what she did in her last job, can I ask her for proof of what she made previously? Well, what say you? I would you? say
2: like we uh, we need a new rule. You can't just be coming every month. Like it's like <laughs> every quarter or something. Like we need it a process a here. That she comes every night. And take also, a so like, I give a it to the, the, like this boss though. Didn't set any precedent or boundaries. So it's his fault. It's his fault too. There's like both. It's both of them. Moral of
5: the story: Don't allow men to run your business. We
2: <laughs> We are wrapping up the shows we always do with our Yas Queen of the Day. Yeah. Queen. This one goes to Niecy Nash and Jessica Betts, who grace the cover of Essence in a beautiful, historic first as a black same-sex couple.
4: I'm so excited about this. You know, Essence employs me. I can now say that. Ah! I work for Essence. It is an iconic staple in black America. It is a magazine by black women for black women, this is their first, like you mentioned, same-sex couple, and it's for their black women in Hollywood Mm. issue. So I'm excited, and March is Women's History Month.
5: There's like a out of this. Ow, that yeah. hurt my ear. Are you Sorry. trying to ruin my ears? Yeah, they're not already ruined, this old person. But no, seriously, my little queer heart was so excited to see something like this just because queerness and when it intersects with blackness sometimes to be- Mainstream um, it, it, it's, it's Sometimes we don't exist, and to see this in such a beautiful way, and for the black women in Hollywood mm. edition yeah. was so powerful. Um, and they looked beautiful. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, Niecy has never looked happier. I, I was just saying that this morning. Niecy I've has never her, looked happier. You
4: know, we've seen her throughout her marriages and stuff. Yeah. She's never been happier. And I have to shout out Demetria Lucas, who penned the cover story for this issue. I can't wait to read it.
2: Yep. So pick up a copy of Essence or go online for that story. So that gets our Yes Queen of the Day. Yes, Queen. And guess what? That does it for our show today. We are wrapping up the week. The final Friday of February.
5: Oh, I thought you were about to be like, are you quitting,
2: Jones? No. <laughs> I like to take this time. <laughs> is that how we end every show? I feel like this is the second time we brought it up.
5: Because she keeps Jonesing us.
2: Okay. Well, we
4: both have the SJ initials. It's sorry anyway. that we
5: just have the View Insiders. Of course. She Which, by the way, out. I, I got
4: to tell you something off air. Okay, oh, hurry oh up. God, wrap this okay. thing up so we can Okay, go. we yeah. are
2: back uh, next week. Weekdays here live on Channel Q. Two to six PM Pacific, five to nine PM Eastern. Thanks again to Char DeSalle for joining us every Friday on the show. Follow her hey, no, this week, so, and yes, thanks for filling in for me this week at Char Says So on social media. And you, you're busy with IG Lives and yep, all that yep, all yep. the time. Char. TGIF
5: with Char. Exactly. Sundays with Char.
2: If you miss any of our shows or interviews, we post everything as a podcast. Just go to the Odyssey app or where podcasts are available and search Let's Go There. We are sending you love and life. And honey, remember to slay and have a wonderful day. Yeah, stick around for more music. You're on Channel Q. Bye. Bye. Bye.
6: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,